Please listen carefully. The, is it like the ugly duckling over tea? It's going to be the nicest one once you're done. You better fucking be. <laughs> It'll be your poot lavada. Hey everybody, welcome to Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And today's theme, we're talking about sports. Sport-themed things. <laughs> the thing we are probably the least qualified to talk about. I mean, I don't play any sports right now. Do any of you <laughs> play sports right now? Not currently. I used to a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, like back when I was 10. 10? Like, I don't think I've played a sport in a long time. <laughs> I am sure that was true of me as a child. I guarantee you I have not played a sport in the last two decades. And then I'll ask the hardest question. Do you guys watch sports of your own free will? When you're watching TV. Absolutely not. Yeah, I do. I do watch hockey. Uh, I don't watch as regularly as I used to. And obviously, because the Winter Olympics just passed, I did watch a lot of Winter Olympics yeah. stuff. I didn't watch the, a single thing from the Olympics. Olympics are good. But I only watch any sport, baseball, hockey, when a team that I care about is doing well. And they have to be from Toronto. So that gives you um, all you need to know. That's, <laughs> so you that's never a, watch them. So, oh, that's what yeah. turns me off from it. Anytime Toronto's playing, I'm like, no thanks. When the Blue Jays made the, like, finals, I knew everyone's name. Actually, I knew their life story because I I cared so much. I did watch Blue Jays, and it was only because of where we were working or where I was working previously, and it's because they would just play it on the big screen in the middle of the hall. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Can't hide from sports. Uh, I can hide from sports pretty fucking well. I hate, and I don't, I won't say I hate them. I just don't, like, have anything enjoyable about them that I find redeeming at all. So... Camaraderie. Friendship. <laughs> Those nice asses. The built I, bodies. You're so far away, you can't see their ass. Like, if you're telling me, do I want to look at a picture of an athlete? Absolutely. But if I'm in the fucking nosebleeds at a Blue Jays game, I can't see them. They're but just on this TV, you can see them when yeah, they're running to catch that ball and they're jumping up ten feet. That is super far buns away. In I can watch air. lots of other things with way more buns. Well, that's why we're here today. Sports-themed things. things. Sports. Much more, I would have to say, I'm actually I'm into the category because I will watch a lot of fictional sports stuff, no problem. It's only 100%. real sports that I just, for me, I get nothing out of them. Because you need the narrative to go along with it. Exactly. I have to go search for whatever his face is life story when a book or, you know give it to me really really good fan fiction like some uh scott and tessa <laughs> the only part of the olympics i watched was adam rippins oh he was because great. i'm in love Who's with that? him he was the male figure skater from the u.s he uh, he wore the harness to the oscars oh yeah he was oh. great yeah, yeah, yeah he basically came out here somebody asked him like who would you be interested in sponsoring you or something like that and he was like literally anyone you want to give me money call me <laughs> and he's like, I, I love like him. to meet sean mendez and then his dreams came true oh so beautiful men everywhere yeah that's exciting they, I, presumably they boned how old is sean mendez is that joke okay i think he's I think like I've, 19 or i 20. think i've thought this before i feel like i've had to ask he's, this question he's before. legal yeah although didn't he, wasn't he dating somebody older than him when he was 17? I heard that he was rumor. Maybe. dating like Haley Baldwin or something? Yeah. I don't know how old she and is. And she's like, she's like 24 or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Who knew? Mm. It was quite interesting. All right. So okay. we'll start off with myself. I feel like this, I excel in this area because I read a lot of sports romance. Don't know why. Just, they just fall into my lap. A lot of gay hockey players. 
a lot of female-owned football teams. Oh, I mean, of course. I don't think they fall into your lap. I think you... I search them out. Seek them out. I mean, they at just, a certain uh, point, you seek out enough of them, the rest of them come with yeah, it. They just they just fall into my face. I picked Too Hard to Forget by Tessa Bailey, which I think is unconventional, but it still fits a sports romance because it's between a former cheerleader and a... The hockey, no, sorry, the football coach of the college team. So this is, like, forbidden romance. Because he was, like, 38 at the time, and she was, what, 21, 22? Mm. So, and, like, this is, like, he's a big star coach player because his team always gets to the championships. Taking advantage of his power. Is he, though? Because she was into it. She was the cheerleader Uh. for his team. So, but the book takes place in the... So they get together, obviously, when she's in university and they break up. And then she comes back to town for, like, alma mater weekend. And she's going to make his life hell. That's her goal. Okay, well, I do like her. Peggy is trying to make him his life hell. Peggy? Oh, Peggy is her name. Peggy the cheerleader. Peggy. And Elliot Brooks, the football coach. Brooks. Brooks. What a strong name. Isn't it? And he's, like, a Catholic professional serious i'm sure he's football coach, jawed. but no time no no issues he's also not balding which i thought was a little not true but he's what he's not balding for oh. a 40 something year old man and she's 25 i think who has possibly on been on steroids at some point so the reason i picked it for the sports uh situation is because someone on elliot brooks's team has to go back and miss the championship game or like an important playoff game to go save his farm Oh my god. Because debt collectors are going to come and take his farm away from his parents. So he leaves without the coach's blessing to go save his farm. And then Peggy, oh, she is like, we have to help this guy. So then they also help the guy try to raise money to save his family farm. You know what I would have loved instead? What? If she had taken his place on the team. Yes! <laughs> How great would that have been? I would have been so like, into that. Guys, like, he's got to go to the farm. He's got to save his farm. But it's we can't okay. lose the championship we'll game. She graduated, guys. She can't just step in. Like Airbud. I mean... Or like she's the man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't pick Although... any of she's the man. No Amanda Bynes thing came into my... Fuck. Yeah, I know. Fuck. I thought somebody was going to choose she's oh the man. Oh my god, I'm... Mm, I can didn't... I change my mind? I could maybe change my mind. But... We'll find out. What's your rating, Steph? My rate... I have to look it up. People who have read this book will only know it. So it's... you and six people. So me and 700 other people. Eight nail polishes out of ten Hail Marys. Just be... Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I gotta go into this more. So, like, basically, he... Every time he's having sex with her, he, like, shames her because he's like, you're making me lose my mind. You're making me lose control. And he's like... He prays... I don't, I don't like this guy. I don't like I know, this I know, I know. Book. He is a total asshole, but in the end, you're like, oh, he's not so bad because it's a journey they take you on. And he's, like, praying. He's, like, what is he saying? Hail Marys to, like, the Lord or something. It's a wild ride. Uh, I recommend this book. It is. uh... Way to blame her for not being able to keep it in your pants, you creepy old man. Yeah. And then she obviously has issues about that, which they talk about and go through in this book together. So you got emotional impact. You got sports. You got... College romance, you got enemies to lovers, you got everything in this book. Everything. Mm. You you look at me like this, but it's good. <laughs> Believe in me. I'm, I'm not reading this one, but let, if you've, audience, if you've read it and you agree with her, share your opinions because... I mean, he starts unlikable and then you're like, he's not so bad. Yeah, but there's a difference between unlikable and... I mean, and... Did, he, did he grow on you like a mold? Like, what? 
<laughs> Does no. he actually grow and he gets change rede- as a person? Yeah, he grows and changes as a person. This is me, okay? Would I pick a shitty book like Fifty Shades of Grey? I would not. And I am I offended mean, you would think that way. Listen, I'm just I watched, I'm offended. By the guys, I watched all three movies on the weekend. <laughs> and how was that? I thoroughly enjoyed every single movie. The third one was terrible. It was amazing. It was so bad. Do you bad. like when she got when she got a head injury from getting like kicked in the stomach? Did you enjoy that? Right. Yeah. Except then she shot him, so because it doesn't make sense anyway. I know that's the best part. Back to topic at hand. Right. Nat, what is your sports book? So I went a bit unconventional for my sports book. There is a main sport in it, so don't worry, it's not an incidental sport. It's all about the sport eventually. Yeah, I picked a coach, so like. I mean that's true. We're going loose here. So speak for yourselves. My book is a teen book, actually. It's called The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. Huh. Uh, it, this is actually quite a controversial book. Uh, it's actually been banned more than once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's only, it's because of two different reasons. It's been banned for, for several different, like it's been banned on like the conservative side and also a more liberal side. And I'll explain because it does tackle topics such as bullying, violence, poverty, alcohol abuse, and sexuality. Uh, but the book contains an excess amount of profanity and it does have slurs against homosexuality and mental illness, which in its context makes sense. And for the time that the book was written also makes sense. So it's not written, I would say it is offensive, but it knows it's offensive for sure. But that's not the main content of the book. So we're dealing with a lot of problematic stuff, <laughs> stepping into the sports theme. Yes. I was going for a light. <laughs> a light are problematic. They tasting. are. So if you don't know about this book, uh, the protagonist is a guy named Junior who's a 14-year-old Native American living on the Spokane Indian Reservation. And the book is essentially about Junior. It starts off with Junior getting angry at his on-reservation school and throwing a textbook across the room and it hits his teacher in the face and the teacher's just like, what the fuck? Is it a perfect spiral or something? <laughs> well, he's actually already on... The- <laughs> Someone looks at him and goes, you gotta really go ahead and cut it on, kid. Join the football team. <laughs> so he actually is already on the basketball team at oh. this school. He's not the best player, though. So he's not very important on the team. He's kind of like a bench warmer and it's whatever. His teacher realizes that uh, Junior has a lot of potential. So Junior's also a budding comic artist. So th- throughout this book, there's a lot of little comic book art and that sort of thing. It's really like clever little cartoons. And the teacher convinces him to go to an all-white off-reservation school. And he's at first, he's a little bit hesitant, but he does want what's better for his education. He wants to get better. He wants to improve himself. So he goes to this white school and right off the bat, he is being fucking bullied, of course, because this one Native American kid comes in and you know it's going to be a hell of a ride, but it does not go the way you think. Almost immediately, because he's from a reservation school, he knows how to react to this because on reservation schools, you get bullied, you punch back. So he does punch back. But instead of him being bullied more, that actually gains him respect and he actually becomes the most popular kid in the school. It's like prison. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So he gains the respect. He's friends with the bullies that were bullying him, basically the popular jocks. And the most popular white girl that he has a crush on is now really close friends with him as well. They actually convince him to join the high school basketball team and he makes the varsity team. And he actually gets really good at basketball through this. And the whole time, the basketball 
is him playing basketball is basically a metaphor for him improving himself. But what he doesn't know is that he's eventually going to have to go against his old on-reservation school. Oh, like, bring it on. Yeah. And it is a lot of drama. There's a lot of built-up resentment. They are pissed at him and all of that. And there's so much to unload there. And as you can imagine, this book is depressing as fuck. It, like, it talks about alcohol abuse. He loses a lot of people in his life. And it talks about all of that and him improving himself and seeing white people versus Native American people and, like, what's different about their cultures and that sort of thing. So it's a really heavy book. It's a really short book. And it, I think it's a really necessary book, even despite it's like little slurs here and there. Um, I still think it's a necessary read. And my rating for it is seven alcoholics out of 10 absent white fathers. Ooh. So Christina, what is yeah. your book pick? We got deep, uh, you have so... deep topics to live up to. Yeah, I did not reach out to them, guys. Let's talk about gay hockey players. Yes! <laughs> uh, so we My favorite topic. Him made an appearance in, like, the first six episodes of the podcast. Whether they actually made it into the recording, I forget. But we definitely talked about him <laughs> every single time for the first six episodes. I'm still trying... We're still trying to convince Nat to watch it because... Uh, read it because Steph is the one that made me read this. Um, I, I like to think that's how our friendship got started. Oh, 100%. Because I think one of the, like, first things that we ever really talked about was I wanted a book to read, and you looked at me and were like, have you read him yet? And I had not. And then I did. And then I was like, oh, so gay hockey players, yes? And you said yes. And there we go. Immediately. It you was history made. I, I mean, I will eventually read this. You 100% I don't know why it's will. Taking a, it, you will take 45 minutes to read this book. Yeah. Is it that short? It's like three hours. For you, yeah. So him... Is by Serena Bowen and Elle Kennedy, and it's super exciting because me and Steph got to interview Serena Bowen a little while ago for something else, and I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to ask this woman who's written like 40 books about her gay hockey player romance, of which there are only two, and just be like, it's it's one of the only things I've ever read by you, and it was, it (laughs) was lovely. It was a great time. Um, And I just want to say, every time I've recommended this book to someone, they've all loved it. Not one person has come back to me and be like, "Mm, no. Yeah, no, you're going to love it. The concept is there's these two hockey players. Um, they know each other, they've known each other since they were kids in hockey camp, which reading, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense that was a thing, but I did not know that was a thing before reading this book. Um, one of them is named Ryan and the other one is Jamie. And Ryan is about to enter the like professional hockey world years after they've been at camp because um, it's been a while since they've seen each other and they like... There's, like, something there that you know that the last time they saw each other, maybe something a little bit happened between the two. <laughs> maybe, who knows? Um, and they're finally seeing each other again <laughs> after years. And Ryan is now a, like, Ryan is openly gay? Yeah, he's yeah. openly Ryan gay. Ryan is an openly gay guy who's about to be on a professional hockey team. And he goes back to his camp as a counselor one summer. And he reunites with Jamie, who thinks that he's straight. He's also, they were best friends oh, before they were best point. friends when they were at camp. Yeah. yeah. So Jamie thinks that he's straight. Little does he know, he's maybe got a little bit of a thing for Ryan. Maybe he's got oh. a little thing. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> um, and the story is, I mean, I don't even need to tell you the rest. You know exactly what's going to happen. That's the beautiful thing about these kinds of books. You know exactly where this is going to go. I've given you point A. You could absolutely get to point B, C, and D from here. And I just want to say, one of the main guys becomes a professional hockey player for yeah. the NHL. 
Damn. Yeah. Uh, for the Canadian team specifically, thank you very much. Like the Montreal Canadian? Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, Like what a mistake shit. he made. Yeah. Well, no, we have we had money. That our team had money. I mean, he'll get traded out. <laughs> the other great thing about this is because this guy joins the Canadian team, there are all these fucking random ass... Like, notes about them being in Canada, particularly in this follow-up sequel, cleverly named Us. Um, He talks about it, and at one point he's like, oh yeah, so he specifically, like, in his head, is like, I had to get home. He he buys an apartment in Queens Key. So he he has to... He's a a hockey player. He's a professional athlete. He's playing for the Leafs. He's like, no, he's not a goalie. The other guy's a goalie. Um, Forward, I'm going to assume. Yeah, let's... Forward sounds good. Um, he's making bank, but he literally is in his car and he's like, he explains how he gets on the 401 so that he can drive home and he starts like listing neighborhoods and the whole time reading this, I'm like, yep, give me more. Give me all the Canadian references. I'm going to admit something. Hockey goalies are the most attractive thing to me for some reason. Hockey goalies. See, in my mind, so in this case, Jamie is the goalie and in my mind, I found Ryan more attractive than Jamie. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Ja- Jamie? I like a good catcher. I'm not, Jamie, I mean, <laughs> then you would love Jamie. Jamie sounded a little, like, thin to be a goalie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Goalies just the are, like, big they, Like, lean. Yeah. Like yeah. a swimmer's build is what I imagined when they described mm, that's him. That's not a goalie. And I also thought, okay, so... The- so Jamie, who thinks he's straight, there's like a one scene. I don't is it, we'll see if this is a spoiler or not. But he like he's like he's like maybe I'm a little gay. So he goes and like looks at porn and is like, huh, maybe I'm not as straight as I thought. And like he like goes through all these videos. He's like, okay, I'm into this. And I'm like, that is so pure of him. It was such a I love that so much. I loved how simple it was for him to go from I'm completely straight to being like, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's good. I can be. Be a little bit gay. I could be a little bi. That's okay. He's like, I'm not as straight as yeah. I thought. I thought they were gonna do a whole like he's like only into Ryan, and it's there a little bit, but not as much. Yeah. Um, but it was yeah. it was relatively well done. I mean, listen, this book is not complex. It is not out of this world. The like characters are solid. The plot is what it is, but it is legitimately just incredibly enjoyable. You'll read him and you'll immediately want to read us. And then if you read Straight Romance, you'll probably jump on Good Boy, which is an offshoot from him where one of the other hockey players... Um, and a sister. And a sister, yeah. Uh, they end up together. Also in Toronto, if that's your thing. <laughs> Listen, the Toronto callouts are totally worth it. My rating for this, by the way, is nine gay hockey players out of ten Young and Dundas theater shoutouts. Because that was my favorite part. At one point, this dude is like, I, this is in the sequel, to be fair. He's like, I need I need some air. I need some breath. He like is not used to living in Canada. His family's from California. So it's kind of weird for him. And he knows that he needs to go out. So he decides to go to the movie. So he explains getting on the subway and going to the fucking Young and Dundas Theater. And I almost want to be like, ooh, boo, there's so many better ones around you. Varsity, also, for example. Also, Young and Dundas, there's like 50 billion escalators you have to take to get up there. Yeah, it's not worth it. But like, he wouldn't know, right? He wouldn't That's know. True. This is the first time. It's a trick. But anyway, it's him. It's pure and it's lovely and it's great. It's and you should 100% read it. Yep. So, yeah, my book was Him by Serena Bowen and Elle Kennedy. Nat? My book was The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. My book was Too Hard to Forget by Tessa Bailey. Question, is it T-O or do they put twos? 
Like the T-O-O. number. T-O-O. Okay. This is grammar correct, okay? <laughs> In my head, I'm kind of envisioning oh, it like the hard. number numbers. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's spelled out. Anyway, on that note, Steph, what is your movie? I thought long and hard about my movie. I thought Bring It On was the first thing that came to mind, but we talked about that already, so I was like, I can't do that. I apologize. You just talked about She's the Man, and I was like, fuck, that was a great one. Should have done that one, but I picked I, Tanya. I panicked because I thought you were going to pick what I had. Did you pick I, Tanya? I didn't pick I, Tanya, but what a good one because yeah. it is the best. So if you live under a rock, I, Tanya is about Tanya Harding, the professional American figure skater who famously was charged with... I don't think she was, she wasn't charged with anything, she but she's, accomplished. I think yeah. she's charged with conspiracy yeah. to, yeah, conspiracy for breaking the kneecap of her fellow competitor, competitor, Nancy Kerrigan. So I, Tanya is about the life of Tanya Hardy, basically. So when she was a kid first learning skating up until the point where she was charged with breaking, not breaking, charged with a accomplice for her husband breaking Nancy Kerrigan's kneecap. This is a complicated that's Thanks. why they needed a whole full, full two-hour movie for it. Yeah. So, like, the skating, you can tell it's green screen, but it's uh-huh. not terrible. It's not... You can 100% tell. But it's tell. not that bad. If you... Like, I just love a good skating competitive scene. Yeah. I.e. Scott and Tessa, my love is alive for skating <laughs> at all times. Allison Janney is the mom who plays oh, an awful... Oh, she's so good. Perfect. So, the thing... That struck me about this movie was more like the, how poverty and like being poor in the, like skating is very like classical or like money, white, rich families put their kids into skating and then she was from, I want, I guess she was, she was white trash. Yeah. 100%. White trash. She says that. She yeah. says that. So she's white trash coming into the skating and like she had to make her own costumes and like compared to everyone else, she looked different. Her music was different. The way she skated was different. Everything was different and that I never thought about before. Until seeing this movie. And also, um, there's this scene at the end when she's, like, very upset. She has to go to the Olympics and she's trying to do her skate to get her gold medal. And she just sits and looks at the mirror and, like, tries to smile. But she's, like, broken on the inside. And I'm like, ooh, those tears. I felt something. That scene was a lot. That was a lot. She looked like a fucking mess. And also, again, her husband. So there's domestic abuse in this, which I thought was done... Not realistically, but, like, enough that you... They they skimmed over it a little yeah. bit, to be honest. But I think that's because that wasn't the main story. No. And also because sometimes you get the vibe, even the way that... If you haven't seen the movie, there I'm going to jump in because I loved it, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, it's interjected with interviews of the actors um, replicating interviews that they legitimately held with the yeah. actual people. Um, so they copied word for word and, um, the mannerisms of, like, Tanya Harding and her husband, um, and then just interjected it with, like, Margot Robbie doing it. And I, if you, I think the vibe that someone who grew up in that environment is, she, and even the way she talks about it, she treats the domestic violence as very, like, just a part of her regular day life. And I think that the movie sort of puts it in there, too. It's almost like it's just a fact. And, like, the movie is comedy, Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what they would... Black comedy, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, black comedy. So, like, the tone is different for what you would expect for, like, a domestic violence kind of movie. But overall, it was great. Margot Robbie is great. My favorite line, and I'm going to spoil this, like, a little bit, because I, for me, this was when I knew I was going to 100%. I had been enjoying the movie up till this point, but then when I, this moment, I was like, this is the movie. This is the movie. 
um, you know, Tan- Margaret Robbie as Tanya Harding is recounting sort of elements of her life and elements of the like Nancy Carey didn't get bust her kneecaps out. Um, and she's talking about how like there are all these videos of Nancy and she's crying and everything that's going on. And she says to the camera, um, you know, I was hit every single day of my life and you don't hear me complaining about it but nancy gets hit one time and then there's <laughs> but that moment she goes but nancy gets hit one time i was dying because it was the perfect embodiment of everything they were going for because it's a horrible thing to talk about it's because she's been beaten by like every person she's ever known and it said that they love her mm-hmm. and then she's like making fun of the fact that nancy kerrigan was just walking down the hall one day and some giant guy came in and was like no more knees bitch but then she put something out of the way that was so like tragically funny i fell in love and like the master minds behind this plan are Ooh. like the stupidest people right. okay the guy the, the security guy. guy oh there's, I was dying. I had to Google it immediately afterwards because I refused to believe this was an actual guy. Right, I thought they were hamming it up. I was like, I don't remember this guy yeah. at all. And if you remember our guilty burp conversation from Jinx, this guy also has a guilty burp and that's yep, all yep, I could yep, think yep, about. I really like the scene where she skates up to the judges and she's like, oh, what yeah. the fuck do you want from me? Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Oh. It also, because like I... What I was really impressed by, and I, I we were having this conversation yesterday about the Oscars, is, is I think that, like, Tanya Harding is a punchline. And she knows that. she It's talked about. Yeah. She is a universal joke at this point. If not, at one point, one of the most hated women in America. But, when, like, for whatever reason. But the way that Margot Robbie is able to do it creates this, like, re- like I, a really sympathetic view of this person that I had never known anything beyond, like, a joke about. And I think it's crazy because she talks about, you know, using, like, metal and or, like, hard rock music as her dancing routines yeah. and her outfits and stuff like that. But if you watch Skating Today, which I've seen a little bit of it, not a lot, but I've seen enough. I've watched that uh, Ice Princess movie with uh, Dawn from Buffy. Is it called Ice Princess? She figure skates and she does math. Oh, yeah, it is called Ice Princess. Yeah, yeah. I grew up to know that, like, it's not that weird anymore for people to be using, like, alternative music styles. It's not that weird for you to not be super classic. So it's kind of interesting to think, like, this is what Tanya Harding's known for, but maybe she also started something. Like, look, even look at Evgenia. She uses, she's, like, gothic punk for the most part as a person. Yeah. And then she dances to anime music. Well, like, Tanya Harding's uh, skating aesthetic i guess it's like very athletic which not, yeah it's everything was very ballet and like then you have the woman who can do like a backflip on the ice which they don't allow anymore but like she, maybe she was a trailblazer and we didn't even know because true. someone got their knees busted in someone got their knees busted in and like i didn't realize that she i thought she had busted the kneecaps herself i didn't realize that it was her husband yeah, that did because it. the way that they talked about it i remember when i was a kid and the way that they talked about it they made it sound like it, her and her husband physically did it themselves yeah. i had no idea that there she was a no hired idea. person i'm making air quotes and they like ask her about it and she's like i'm busy right now i'm training for the olympics and like skates away and then like they did it themselves behind her back how accurate that is, I don't know. There's, I don't know if... Might said. There's one thing, too, where... um, What I fucking love is that scene at the very end when Sebastian Stan is talking and he... Like, even he acknowledges. Because in that moment, like, because that's taken from the interview, you're led to believe, like, she did not know anything about this. Not legitimately. And he's like, no, I ruined her life. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, to, first of all, to know... 
Like, for a man to realize that that's happened. That's amazing. Yeah. But also, so heartbreaking. Damn. What a good movie. That was a good movie. So what's your reading, Steph? My reading is eight shoulder squirrels <laughs> out of ten guilty birds. You bird? <laughs> In my mind, I'm picturing a squirrel. <laughs> is it a bird? <laughs> definitely <laughs> a bird. There's Absolutely. a squirrel in this movie, isn't there? At some point, there must I be a squirrel. I think at the beginning, when they were skinning squirrels, weren't they? There we go. <laughs> Shoulder squirrel. She wears it as a coat. Oh, oh yeah! yeah! What's your movie, Nat? said the words right out of my mouth. So, anyone who knows me knows that I love dance movies. I love cheer movies. Step Up! Those are my fucking things. I actually did not choose Step Up. We'll even probably do a dance theme one. Yeah. Really clever. So my movie, which I'm sure some people have watched, is Fired Up. Oh, I've seen that. F you! <laughs> yes! How do you spell Fired Up? F you! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> so let me tell you how I actually came to watch this movie, because I did not watch this in theaters. I did not watch this immediately after it came out. This movie, um, one of my friends, shout out to Alex, <laughs> was like, hey, we're going to watch this movie together, but we're going to watch it from each of our respective homes at the same time and then live tweet it. Oh, that's the right way to watch a movie. It is exactly <gasps> the right way. Oh, no! He's in the- I know! Yeah! Okay, so let me let me go over this. So if you don't know this movie, it stars Eric Christian Olsen, who you'll recognize from Community as Vaughn, and also starring Nicholas D'Agosto, who is the lead detective in Trial and Error. Yep, oh my yep, god! Which is I fun. just figured that out! Yeah, so when I was watching Trial and Error, I was like, why does this guy look That's so why? familiar? Uh, and then I went back and I looked him up and I was like, oh my god, he's in Fired Up. Of course, of course I would recognize him. So the movie uh, is about the two most popular football players at their high school, and they ditch football camp for cheerleader camp. Because they find out that there's going to be 300 girls there, and they're like, this is how we meet chicks. Dummies. Um, I know. Stupidest thing ever. I don't really need to explain much. All you need to know is that they infiltrate this camp. (laughs) Infiltrate. (laughs) Penetrate this camp. Penetrate this camp. Not of good reason to use the word penetrate. (laughs) Which, of course, is like the stupidest thing in of itself. Um, but then uh, eventually, obviously, as they're learning cheer training and all of that, they start to care about their squad. They start of to course. care about the cheer competition. But as these movies go, people find out about their initial intentions. Can't keep a secret. Yeah. Shit happens. People find out their intention was to leave early. Didn't happen. Shit goes down. But they go to that cheer fucking competition. And it is amazing. This movie is so fucking good. I was going to pull some of my live tweets from this movie because it was so good, but I actually forgot to do that, and it was probably, like, five years ago. You gotta be to go deep. Yeah, I'd have to go real deep. Penetrate deep. Penetrate deep. <laughs> but I would say that if you liked She's the Man, you will most likely love this movie. She's the Man, bring it on. Exactly. So many things. If you like any kind of teen movie, period, you're gonna, like, fire it up. Yeah, and it's not, it's surprisingly, like, it's dumb humor, but it is funny as fuck yeah. dumb humor like it's it's the kind i can get behind it's I not just have a good cheer routine sometimes exactly it's Fine. so good and you think it's gonna go one way and they actually turn you around and you're like no no we're gonna acknowledge the fact that these guys tried to penetrate this cheer yeah. camp yeah 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 oh yeah. it also has the world's dumbest greatest line ever which is you gotta risk it to get the biscuit which i have definitely <laughs> used in real life and i am so sorry my best friend got me to watch this movie. She was like, you're going to love it. I think she had, like, purchased it for some reason without seeing it. Was it was 2009. Like, yeah. She was Anything like, you got to watch it. And I watched it and I was like, 
like I love it. We will say you gotta yeah. risk it to get the biscuit to each so other. So good. Uh, so my rating for this is eight tigers out of ten fountains of Troy. Which you'll know what that means when you watch the end of the movie. Christina, what is your movie? I need a moment. I need a moment to compose myself. I completely forgot about Fired Up until you just mentioned it. And yeah, I'm that's so why I got happy. so excited when I realized Fired Up was going to be my movie. Because I was yeah. just like, yes, Fired Up. The one thing I could stand behind 100%. What a great fucking movie. Cheerleading movies are always the best. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I love them so much. I oh, know. I love them too intensely. <laughs> I tried to watch the new Bringing On and it was horrible. I'm, I had to stop. Have you seen Stepsisters? Yeah. Okay. That, I that, loved that, it. People say it's terrible. Well, this is the thing. People are like, oh, she's like bringing culture to white people, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, you know what, guys? Just, just watch it. Just it enjoy is. it. And also, the second half of the movie acknowledges all those points. Yeah, like... Like, just let it happen. Let it, like, watch it. Do the whole thing. I'm like, don't this is it. exactly what the movie is against right now. This is exactly what she's Even talking about. Even if you don't necessarily agree with her sentiment, <coughs> the movie is still fine. Mm-hmm. Also, stepping is legitimately amazing. Yeah. Should have picked, so you know what I just realized? Should have picked Drumline. I've made a mistake. Oh, oh, Drumline! Anyway. Well, now I'm regretting not picking Drumline, but I, at the end of the day, I had to pick this movie. I've talked about it before. I feel like no one has ever seen this movie. So if you don't know Cool Runnings, because, I don't know, you don't have any kind of life whatsoever, Cool Runnings is the story of the Jamaican bob- bobsled team from, like, the 1980s, I think? 90s? I think 80s. Um, Either late 80s or early yeah. 90s. And the general, the story of the movie, I don't know how much of this is real life, because I don't know a lot about the real life story, um, but the general story of it is that there is this Jamaican guy who wants to try out for the Olympics to be a runner, but something takes place and he doesn't end up placing, but he really needs to go to the Olympics. It's his dream. This will be his last chance ever to get to the Olympics. Um, so the only way that he can end up going is he runs into John Candy, who plays an old <laughs> retired bobsled captain who was friends with his dad. Um, and he's like, teach me how to put together a bobsled team. In a country that has never seen snow one time in its entire life. Amazing. And then that's that's it. The rest of the movie is literally these four guys, these four black guys from Jamaica, who the first time they ever interact with snow is when they actually go to the Olympics. There's some kind of, like, loophole where because nobody else is trying to be the Jamaican bobsled team, as long as it's, like, paid for, they're in. Like, they're in no matter what. They basically just have to show up. And then it's a matter of, like, do they place or not? But they have never seen snow before in their life. They practice in this, like, old go-kart that one of them has. um, In, like, the dirt and down a hill. And then literally the first time they ever try it for real. They are at the fucking Olympics. Oh, my God. And then it goes on from there. And, like, it's a very heartwarming story. The ending is very, like, it's sad, but it's very uplifting. People are clapping from them because they start making fun of them because they're outsiders, because they're, like, the Jamaican bobsled team. Also, let's be real, in real life, there's probably a little bit of racism there. A little bit of, like, these black guys have never seen ice before in their life. There's probably some of that going on. But in the movie, it's more of a very, like, outsider thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes from there. And it's just, it's super great. I fucking love Cool Runnings. I could watch Cool Runnings whenever. The song 
that they have or the little like chant of like feel the rhythm feel the ride it's bob's like like that is the best <laughs> the best ever that one guy i already senka senka is the greatest he has an egg for some reason that i forget but he keeps the egg in like his pocket and one time when they're practicing bobsledding, he like crashes and he pulls the egg out to make sure that it's okay. And that's when he's like, no, it's cool, guys. I'm fine. The egg is all right. And I forget what that egg is for completely. Maybe there's a chicken in there. Keeping it warm. He needs that chicken? It's a chicken. It's a chicken. If you guys have ever seen it, have you ever seen Eddie the Eagle? So it's, um, what's his name? Taker Edgerton, the guy from Kingsman? I can't remember. It's him. It's the guy from Kingsman and Hugh Jackman. And it's the story of this um, guy who had never been, he was like a really, really like sick kid. Um, And he also wanted to be in the Olympics. Um, And the initial one that he was trying out for was something like cross country skiing or something like that. Some kind of skiing thing. Um, And he wants to be in it and he doesn't make it. And it's a very like I, Tanya story where like his family's kind of poor. He's a little bit of a mess. He's not, he's not fit for it, which is again, a kind of a similar story too, to Cool Runnings because the whole idea is like, you don't belong in this sport. You don't belong here. This guy gets that. And then he finds out that he can, because there's never been a, a British person in like some kind of crazy death jump. So there's this sport where like in skiing, you go really, 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 really high up and then you speed down um, a mountain and then it twirls you up and it's basically how high air you jump. can jump. You go off an What's ant- it called? It's an air jump. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they do in snowboarding like too. go off a ramp. Oh no, the whole event is literally just that. Yeah, yeah okay. that's it. So he does, like that's the whole thing. He finds out that he, because there's no British person, he technically has the ability, he can qualify. He can go to the Olympics for that. So he does and... It's, like, a whole thing. He, like, he doesn't necessarily win, but he warms the hearts of the crowd. He does his thing. The first time he ever really does this is when he's basically getting ready for the Olympics and trying to qualify for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the exact same Olympics as the Jamaican bobsled team for the very first time. Amazing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) That's crazy. If you had been alive during those Olympics. I mean, like, this is bonkers. Winter Olympics are already death, death traps. Yeah, like, it really is just about you, dying. If you watch any of, even like, okay, so skiing is fine, whatever. There's a lot of air jumping too. But if you ever watch Half snow, pipe is crazy. Half pipe is fucking ridiculous. But if you watch snowboarding in all of those events, you think that they're going to die the whole time. Like, I am waiting for one person to crack their neck. The amount of broken noses I watched on TV in the last month. Broken noses everywhere it just like blows my mind that these people do this every day and they're still getting fucked up yeah and like these and they'll be like this guy had broken both his legs they didn't think he was gonna ski again and i'm like then why are you still this guy doing was it? in a coma because he hit a fucking yes. tree yes oh my so then god you just get back up you hit that tree a second time your head's harder now so that's it you my win a bronze medal that's what you do <laughs> yeah apparently. so that's it my rating is 10 sanka you dead men's out <laughs> of 10 incredibly <laughs> tight spandex costumes that involve a lot of bending and a lot of reaching down. Um, and that's for, once again, Cool Runnings, one of the best sports movies ever made. Uh, my movie was Fired Up, F.U. And mine was I, Tanya. And I'm going to give, I'm going to break my own rules. I'm going to give a shout out. You should look up the replacements because I almost picked that. <laughs> it's a more classic sports movie. It's worth a watch. Orlando Jones is in it. Orlando Jones! the best do you guys remember evolution no yes cool steph what is your tv show so my tv show 
few options I had here. And uh, by few, I mean one other option, and that was One Tree Hill. Because <laughs> <laughs> One Tree Hill, it is a lot in that one fucking show. But the main core of One Tree Hill is basketball. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's about basketball. I didn't even watch it, and I know. I didn't watch it either. Chad Michael Murray was the, in it. The first episode, Chad Michael Murray and his half-brother are on the court playing... Like, first one to 21 or whatever. You can oh, tell I know sport. 21. Yeah, first one to 21 points on the river court so to see if the to see if Lucas Scott can make it on the high school team, the varsity high school team, because he is not on the team currently. That's the first Damn. episode. But then I was like, Wonder Hill's so terrible, because I watched it back when I had, like, proper feelings and, like, a brain that worked. And I was like, this is total shit. And it's terrible. And then also the producer is awful. Which we yeah. later find out. So yeah. then I picked the best show of all time. The best sports show of all time, which is the Friday Night Lights. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And neither of you I have watched seen, it. Which is a, a single travesty. Episode. This is a travesty. I mean, is it? 110%. I, I might isn't watch it, like, it. Isn't it like all white people no, and I don't give a shit? No, it's not. <laughs> it is 100% not that. Friday Night Lights, for anyone who doesn't know, is about... A high school in Dillon, Texas, and the main... I already hate it. <laughs> Stop that. You don't... I didn't even... Is it a high school? I thought it was a college. No, it's high school football team. East Dillon Panthers. And the show follows members on the team. And there are black people on the team. There are white people on the team. Rich, poor. It's a lot of demographic issues going on in there. I mean, there's definitely nothing more than a white or a black person in Dylan, Texas. Yeah, I'm just like, team. is there anyone else? There's no one else. Those are the, the two races on that team. No Mexicans? Not on the football team. I don't think so. What does that mean? Texas. <laughs> well, you got, so you got, rich, you got rich students, poor students, smart students, kind of dumb students. Alcoholism. Everything is in this show. And the first episode, which I'm going to spoil it because it's been out for a billion years. The main quarterback on the first, like, game of the season or the championship game, not the championship game, like a playoff game. It's been a while since I watched this. He is injured. He breaks his neck and he becomes paralyzed. Oh, my God. And that's how the show starts off because then, oh, we need someone to fill his spot. So let's call back the backup quarterback who is the poor, not that wealthy guy whose dad is in Afghanistan and is raised by his grandma, let's bring him up to the front and see if he can save the game. That is the first episode. Does he save the game? I'm not telling you. God damn it, Steph! <laughs> I've, I've always said I might end up watching this because I, enough people have legitimately enjoyed it. I just don't... It's so good. It, just it seems, seems a little so basic. Serious. It's, but it's... That's the thing. You, like, you would assume it's just about football, but it's not. It's about relationships. It's about the parents. So the coach is Eric... Ch- Eric Chandler? No. Kyle Chandler. Uh, the mom is Connie Britton, the wife of the coach. Connie Britton, she's name? in um, the country singer show. What is it called? Um, Nashville. Nashville. I do know. She's she in this. Who Isn't else is she in American Horror? No. No. Else. No, yeah, yeah, she is. She's in the first season. Ah, she is. Yeah. I knew it. Connie the Britton's wife. in this. This is a stacked cast. Minka Kelly, Adrian oh. Pelecki, Taylor Kitsch, Jesse Plemons, also known as Meth Damon is in this. Meth, Meth Damon. Damon. Um, Amy T. Garden, who some people I know. And for any of you Black Panther fans out there, 
Michael B. Jordan is in this TV show. This what? is one of his yeah. first roles. Really? We talked yes. about this last time she brought this up. I he, wasn't listening. And he is so good in this. Really? Yes. He's a great actor. Because, again, I'm going to spoil it. Is he... Is he... He's a football player. Like, he's nicely built, right? He's so... Of course he's built. He started off stacked. Like... I mean... Yes. He just maintained it to get to his point that he's at right now. I've been watching all his workout videos, and I am... Impressed. I recommend looking up uh, Harry Shum Jr.'s workout videos, too. Okay, guys. These are oh, things yeah, I didn't so know too. existed. Yeah, they're important. Yeah. This show is so good. You don't even have to know anything about football. I still don't know what I what yeah. goes on in football. I don't understand the rules. Sadly, I, I know so much about football, and it's only because in high school, I used to go to every single football game. Like, are you a cheerleader? I, everything <laughs> I know about football, I learned from movies such as The Replacements. Mm. Um, and even then, that I, I know that there's something called a tight end. I know that there's a quarterback. They're all very sexual. A head receiver. Somebody, <laughs> somebody kicks. There's a kicker. That's a thing. I don't understand why they only ever play for like 40 seconds at a time. Because you got to get to the, you got to reach, you have to make it in yards or something. You have yeah. to reach like 20 yards. I mean, I I don't time. care. I will watch Friday Night Lights and still Here's not the thing. Friday Night Lights, football. I do not know the rules of football, but I was invested in those football shots because they do show them playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like some shows kind of like, Cop out on that, but you like you see the full game and you're invested. You're so invested because high school football is the biggest thing in America. So yes, Friday Night Lights. Please watch this show. It is so good, and I can't tell you how good it is. How many seasons are there? Five, and they're all out, so everyone can watch them. And it's done, right? It's done. I think it might be on Netflix. Twenty-four episodes. Twenty-two. Okay. They're long seasons. They're okay. we're long. Okay, this season's from a while ago. I'm still not done. I'm not even done first season of no. I'm not even done second season of Elementary. You started watching it. Yeah, you knew that, didn't I tell you? No, you didn't. I've been watching it for like a few months now. Also, I forgot who's in this. Taylor Kitsch. Should I mention him already? Taylor Kitsch, beautiful man. Whatever. Nobody cares. So what's everyone your should care about this show. My rating is. Let me just get it. Ten Dylan lines and the ten clear clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Boom, guys. I don't mis- watch regular contemporary that's not, shows. That that's wasn't not a, my thing. this. This wasn't a highly watched show. This was like flew under the radar. No, no one I, watched I the show. I, also, I understand show. the sentence that you were going for there, but the way that you phrased that I almost kicked you out of my house. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of like contemporary, like popular shows. This wasn't a popular like, show. I don't want to watch like a lot of like I don't want to watch like a lot of things that are made now for people now. This show was about on the Friday night now. eight PM slot. That's the shittiest TV show spot. Parenthood was get. not very popular. Yeah. Those are they're not I popular. didn't say popular. It, it I said contemporary regular good. shows. It it's good. Because I don't watch it. things with normal life. <laughs> to that. <laughs> Leaving it in. Nat wants your show. So I had a lot of trouble with this. I do not watch any sports shows, really. I, I struggle to pick one. Yeah, there's, there's several options. There's not many. You, you guys didn't watch One Free Home. I, I, watched, no. I watched so many sports shows. And it was I hard s- to narrow it down. I still haven't watched... Pitch, and even though I want to, Pitch is so good, and I haven't, canceled? yeah, oh, fuck. and I haven't finished watching Glow, so I couldn't feel like I could talk about that yet. So I decided to pick something from my childhood. 
Anyone who knows me. <laughs> Anyone who knows They'll me. They'll already know that I watch this if you were in my house. <laughs> I don't anyone? like contemporary things, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, friend, you, you, you come, you come hard for Friday Night Lights. I'm gonna come kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait until you hear my show. It's horrible. It's what actually, is it? I'm on the edge of my seat. So my TV show is actually horrible. Everybody's gonna be like, "This is trash. Why did you watch this?" Every day after school, I would watch several shows, and one of them was The Saddle Club. Oh. Oh. Horse riding? Yes, and the thing is, I hate horse riding shows. Because movies, you hate horses. Books. I don't hate horses. I just highly dislike them. You think they're assholes? They are assholes. And I was forced to horse ride once when I was a kid, and I just did not like it. When I rode my bike, my dad made me wear riding boots for horse riding and a riding helmet. Do you know how hard it is to bike ride in those two things? Why the boots? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can see seen... not wanting to spend money on two helmets, but I don't get the boots. Yeah, the boots were ridiculous. I don't know. They were too that big for me. That helmet would cost more than a like normal bike helmet. That's why I'm like, I'm wondering if you it was, bought it for the horse riding. You're like, a, you're gonna wear it the bike ride too, bitch. It was a goddamn nice helmet for sure. Did you horse ride bike ride? One like, time. One time. Oh wow. And then I realized I hated horses. So, <laughs> this show is, oh. I don't even know. That's you know what? That's everything it needs to be. Guys, <laughs> Nat's done. What's your rating? Saddle Club. Okay. <laughs> it's a bunch of middle schoolers going to Pine Hollow where they learn how to how to horse ride. I was gonna say saddle ride. <laughs> Side saddle? Side saddle. No, they do proper saddles. And I think the reason I really like the show is because the main character is black. And I was like, hey, there's a main character that's black and it was the 90s. Um, And of course they have their first world fucking problems because all these girls are rich, pretty much. They ride horses, of course. They <laughs> yeah. It's and a theme through all of ours. There's of course. Sports and money. Yeah. There's of course the main bitchy girl, Veronica. Of course. Who they have to like basically fight against. But in the end they find out she does have a heart. And that sort of bullshit. You know what? This show is still going. I just want to say. And they've replaced some of the actors. One of the actors actually died. Like while, the child actor? Yeah. Like a child actor. She died um on a train track or something. She fell on the train what track. The what fuck? the fuck? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, while they were filming? Between filming. Like she was going like taking a train downtown to get her brother a birthday gift because his birthday was on Mother's Day. Oh, you just know all this, Like a right? literal just, go train This track? is just in the back of your pocket, this information. Yeah, it was just... just filmed in Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's and, the Wild West out there. Yeah, and apparently she was tripped and <laughs> fell on the train track. <laughs> it's true. Australia's fucking crazy. <laughs> Going out bush, guys. You will die. So she was tripped and she fell on the train tracks and then she died and she was like... What are the chances that a train... Did a train come right at them? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm never going to Australia. Just kidding. I want to go there so bad. <laughs> so, of course... I'm don't... shocked by the... No one else seems as, as shook by this as me. I can't. That's so horrible. Matt has had more time to process, clearly. I did, I did. I googled it because literally it was like the saddle club and the first hit that came up, who died on the saddle club? And I was like, who died? Like Like bait and you fell for it. I did fall for it. I read her whole life story. Fuck. Did you know it was Mother's Day the next day? No. Anyway. That's done with my rating for this horrible, horrible show. That's I literally am. all we needed to know. 
my rating is five canters out of ten hot trainers. Christina, what is your pick? I watch a lot of sports TV shows and movies, so this one was actually hard because there were so many options, and I almost picked Yuri on Ice to make like a nice winter all ice sports theme. Great show. Everybody should watch it. If nothing else, download the theme song. Shout out to Jen who introduced me to the show, and then that whole weekend that we were together, we would just randomly play the theme song yes. and look at each other and start going, "We will make history." <laughs> it was excellent. Um, but I'm not gonna pick your eye nice. I'm gonna pick something a little bit, a little bit different. Um, almost picked pitch as well, which you already being completely honest, it could have been better. Okay. So the movie, the show that I am going to 100% pick, and I had to do it because if you've ever seen, if even a day in your entire life, you have had your television set on BET, you have seen an episode of the game. I have not seen an episode Me of the either. game. You guys should consider flipping the channel to BET sometimes. I don't have cable anymore. I do not have cable either. It's over now, probably, but you definitely had cable when it was on. The game starring Tia Maori, guys. Oh, wow. One of the sister sister mm-hmm. twins. Oh, yes, Tia. exactly. And then they're like, there was one time, like, this is just a random story of behind the scenes. I think there was one time where, like, Tia Maori was sick for a couple of weeks and couldn't do it. So Tamara stepped fucking in and Damn. played her part. God bless. Who wouldn't love having their own understudy Why didn't Tamara want to act anymore? Who knows? Google it. Wow. The game is another football one, so kind of like Friday Night Lights, but ultimately better. And I Never. think, no, I think that you would probably love it a little bit more because the game, while also as much as it is about the football players and the game and they're like professional athletes at the peak of their career getting paid crazy amounts, they're like going for like a Super Bowl um, ring. It's also equally about their wives. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like real housewives of like, I don't even, I can't remember where they are. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like, it's got all the things Friday Nights has where like, as much as it's about sports, as much as it's about basketball, it's ultimately, uh, as much as it's about football, not basketball. It's also aggressively about. Oh, it's about basketball? It's football. Sorry. Football. Football. It's also, you know, as much as it is about the sport, it's also very much about the relationships um, Tia Maori, her character is studying to be like a doctor or something. Like she's got like a very intellectual pursuit and she meets this guy who is like a rookie or a newbie on this professional football team and they start, you know, getting together. And this is like a really weird setting for her because she never wanted to be like a football wife or a football girlfriend, but she really loves this guy. So she's trying for him. And then she's interacting with these other wives who are like tier five level professional uh football wives and everything that they've got going on this sounds amazing Steph, this is your <laughs> yeah, show this is. one of them is um she, she's a white lady and she's married to a black guy that's on the team and then they go through like the intricacies of that and then they have like a daughter who's mixed race and they talk a lot about uh, like how that daughter is going to experience thing and then how like the mother deals with you know like raising that daughter and all the things grows up and he's also the very like professional one so he talks about how like you have to diversify you can't just have your football money and spend it all so he's like also the cheapskate of them which brings up its own comedy things because ultimately it's supposed to be like a funnier show and then one of the wives is actually a mother so her son is a football player and she's his agent oh and she's also she's very famous hold on what is her name um see friday night lights and the show are connected because friday night lights gives you where they started 
And, and this, this is, is when they, they reach up. the professional <laughs> this is where they end up. You would definitely recognize the white wife. Her name is um, Brittany Daniel. But the, the mother is Wendy Raquel Robinson. And I'm going to pull up her picture because you guys will absolutely recognize her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's been in some of stuff. Anyway, so that's what the game is about. I forget which team they're playing on, but it's somewhere warm. It's like Los Angeles or something like that. Maybe somewhere in Florida. But it's really, really good. It For the first, like, four seasons, it was on one channel and it got canceled. And then BET picked it up or vice versa. It was on CW first. Was what? it? Really? Canceled by the CW. CW don't know what they're talking about. Fucking then CW. BET absolutely picked it up. And I remember this because... I can't remember what I used to watch. Who knows? But it was one of those ones that was just always on. The same way that, like, Friends and Seinfeld was always on, Mm -hmm. you know, like, five years ago. The game, literally constantly playing on BET. You cannot not watch this show. And it's so dumb, and it's so good, and I was so into these basketballer lives. Initially, at the end, it had nine seasons. It got crazy. Nine I have not seen any of the last, like, I don't think I saw anything past, like, beginning of season seven on. When did this end? 2015. Yeah. That's not that that long long ago. This show was on forever. started in 2006. And it got crazy. I think the last time... That was when I graduated high school. I started high school in 2005. Yeah, so, like, that's how long this show's been on. I definitely used to watch it after school. Um, so, it, it's crazy. It was super, super Are good. Are episodes? I think so. Ugh. I think because fucking, I think because yeah. of the time that it came. But try a season. The tone is definitely different from the later seasons to the earlier ones. It's got kind of a soap opera vibe to a certain extent because of how dramatic it is. But I remember because I had missed so many episodes, not realizing it was still fucking on. I remember flipping it on at one point. It just happened to be on at my mom's house. And like shit has gone ballistic. This guy's not with this girl anymore. These two are separated. There's like a baby in the mix and you don't know if they know that it's his baby or not. Like it got crazy. And I had a moment where I was like, I gotta catch up, man. I gotta catch up on the game because you should always be watching the game. Steph, you would love it. I know I would. (laughs) It's a big commitment. I am going to give the game uh, probably a solid like 8.5 Tia's out of 10 Tamara's. Wow. Ooh. Looking at the Wikipedia page, season four and five in the ratings bumped up by like five million. Jeez. Which is wild. When it switched to BET initially, that oh, was yeah, a good, it yeah. bumped Because right they up. knew who the audience was. Like this, like that's what the show is. Props to CW for actually picking up a show about all black, mostly black Pretty people. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. CW is like ahead of its time, but it like doesn't it does, it never knows how to treat them well. properly. No. I'm also wondering now, like, was the show more risque afterwards when BET picked it up? But I don't know. I can't remember the difference. Because like CW is only goes so far, but I remember yeah. some shit from that show. Anyway, it was good. Watch it. That's my show. It's called The Game. Nat. Uh, mine was the Saddle Club. You should have skipped right over that. Yep. Friday Night Lights. I guess we gotta go now. Yeah. We got things to do, things to watch. I gotta watch Fired Up. See sports y'all. not to play. Uh, if you have other opinions on sports, please only fictional sports. Don't no one give a fuck about real sports. You can reach out to us at EatsCast on all social media, pretty much. Um, or yeah. you can email us at everyoneandtheirsister at gmail.com if you are living in 2008. Also, I'm going to do a special shout out to my friend's podcast, Tech in Sports, if you do like real sports. And on that note, thank you very much for listening. You can tune in next time when God knows what our theme will be. Bye. Bye. Bye.
<laughs> Happy binging. Music credit goes to artists Clearbouts for the song Wallflower and Jazz Hard for the song Please Listen. Because when he gets that blowjob from him as an adult, <laughs> that changes his fucking life. <laughs> Great book. We have to cut all this out because my parents listen to this now. <laughs> my mom just. <laughs>